Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Portadown Preview Show. I'm Neil and alongside me as always, I'm joined by Dave Wiggins. Dave, how are you? Doing very well, thank you. Yeah, doing great. Um, my, week's, my week's going all right. Yeah, missing a bit of football. There hasn't been any for a while. Yeah, it feels like it's been a while since we've actually done one of these shows. So we may get cracking. Uh, Here, before, before you do that, while it's in my head, I want to give a wee shout out to Portadown kit manager, Jason Hall. He had a wee spell in hospital there recently and he's kind of recovering. So get well soon, Hallball. Yes, uh, indeed. Um, hope, hope everything's okay, Jason. And uh, we're thinking of you. Um, we're delighted to be joined this week by Chris Shard. Chris was here on the second show, which was, whoa, 14 shows ago now. Feels like a lifetime. You were you joined us when we became an internet meme after getting beat by Warm Point. At the, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> January. Right. So uh, Chris works uh, for Reach and is, is the top man, I'm led to believe. And uh, they cover a variety of newspapers and online websites here. And uh, Chris is also a Portadown fan. Chris, how are you keeping? I'm good, but I'm glad you didn't have me on over the last couple of weeks because I was in bad form after, well, the, the Irish Cup exit and the the heavy defeat against those who I shan't name uh, last time we played. So I'm glad I'm still smarting from those, I have to say. So it's a good job I wasn't on over the last couple of weeks. Well, I'm afraid we're just going to have to dive straight into it because... Uh, unfortunately, it's, it's, a, it's a show where we're going to have to talk about two Portadown defeats, but it feel like a lifetime ago, so we'll maybe just talk briefly about them. We'll, well, Chris, we'll start with you then. Obviously, we, since we were last on the show, we've played Warren Point at home and then Glenavon away. And unfortunately, against Warren Point, we got beat 2-1. Um, I think Warren Point kind of outsmarted us on the day. What, what did you make of the game? Yeah, exactly as you said it. I thought they just they were just too savvy for us, really. It's been a bit of a theme, actually, hasn't it? You know, where we go in front and then pretty quickly give that lead away. And then you're sort of all the momentum that you get and all that, you know, feel good factor that you get from scoring a goal is all obviously just dissipates and then you're back on the, the back foot. We've sort of that's that's the feeling I've had of late where we just feel like you just need to hold on to this lead for longer than five. 10 minutes here and then we'll be okay but we don't tend to give ourselves a proper shot once we go in front it was the same warm point was like that um the the glenavon game was like that you know where we just sort of you know just let's just see it through here a wee bit longer and be a bit more smart about things so it's been frustrating and even i think it comes you know you could even throw in the the Balamina game as well the irish cup game where i was really disappointed by that i have to say because i thought you know could we do something in the Irish Cup here? Momentum was with us. We came into that on the back of a couple of back-to-back wins. We were playing well. We'd sort of won, what, four out of five, and we were, we were playing some good football at the time. I was thinking, Irish Cup, you never know then. You know, it's all going to be in a short space of time, at a time where we were starting to hit a bit of form. And then we sort of, we went out really insipidly and didn't, we, we went out without a fight, really, and that, it was disappointing like that. And then I think, the players looked like they were still that was still in their systems against Warren Point, and then again a, a defeat, a frustrating defeat in the end, and then that went into the Glenavon game. Where, you know, to be honest, I thought I was really, I was really, I'm going to use the word angry because I was angry about the performance on the night. I thought they were the lads just were they just didn't show the fight that you need to show in a derby game, and it hasn't been like them this season in the derby games. Obviously, they've 
put up some good performances in them, but you know that last one was was really frustrating. So it's been it's been a bit um, how would you put it? It's been a, it's been a difficult couple of weeks, I think, for the boys, and you know I don't think they've helped themselves at times either. But uh, you know this Saturday hopefully gives them a chance to put that out of the system now and and finish the season with a bit of momentum and with a bit with their tails up, which obviously as we know will feed into the next season then. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't uh, echo your sentiments anymore. Um, you're 100% right on the money there. I think the last couple of weeks have been very frustrating because I think the warm point game in particular, had we won that, you're talking, you're probably nailed on to get ninth place. And now you're talking, realistically, it's probably going to be 10th place. Um, I think even ninth, I know it's like ninth, 10th, there's not much difference, but I think had it been like a single figure position, um, we've said it before, at the start of the season, would have put your hand off for 10th, but they have got ninth. I think would have made a statement. And we still can, obviously. Um, but I, I agree with you. Like it, it, the Warren Point game, the Warren Point game for me was more frustrating than the Glenavon game. The Glenavon game was just, was just, it was poor, but like realistically, like Glenavon, they have something to play for. We kind of, I know we do, like, but in, in that, in those sort of terms, we don't really. Well, I know it's Derby game. You can't accept it, can you? You know that's what you're playing no. for. You have to. You can't accept any poor down team not turning up or putting up a bit of a fight against Glenavon. I mean, we didn't. We just rolled over, and it was so infuriating on the night. Yeah, no, we 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 were poor. And if it hadn't been for Jacob Carney, we would have been hit double figures. Yeah. But the Warren Point game was a chance where you know I, I felt like we could have made a wee statement there, like um. Yeah, because Glenavon lies ahead of us at the minute, but Warren Point are like we're neck and neck with them. But yeah, the Glenavon yeah, we, game. Yeah, we are. We are. We have been recently, but you know, the old one of the oldest sayings, isn't it, in football that the league table doesn't lie. Realistically, we're only better. We have only been better over the course of the season. We've only been better than two teams. You would say Carrick and Dungannon, and even Carrick would dispute it given how they put it up to us on those days. But over the course of the season, I think it, I think it's fair to say we've been better than both of those teams. But have we been better than Warren Point over the course of a season? I think that's doubtful, really. So we are where we deserve to be, I think, in the end. Yeah, I think we are too. And I, I think overall, when we get to the end of the season and look back, I think most people will be fairly satisfied with a 10th place finish. It's just that we tinkered and uh, around the ninth there for a couple of weeks and got in the ninth, so it'll be disappointing that we we did let go of that. But uh, Chris, like you said, um, after Balamina away in the cup, um, I went home that night with the, the distinct feeling that the season was over. So uh, you know, players are human as well, and and support you know. So I I imagine that even though. It's not supposed to be in your head, or you're not at least supposed. You're definitely not going to admit that it's in your head. That mentality creeps in because you know there really wasn't anything else to play for. You know, we'll probably finish tenth at a push. We could still finish ninth, but I couldn't see it now. But as soon as you, you're knocked out of the cup, you're sitting in ninth, tenth place. You know, there's not there's and and you go to yourself, okay, there's three matches left here. There's not much else to play for there, really. Um, the Glenavon one peeved me off because it was a derby. Um, Neil, you said they're you know they're pushing to try and secure that European playoff place, so they were definitely far more up for it than us. It was obvious. Um, of course, Lee Bonus, as he does, gave us a little bit of hope. Scores a cracking goal. Great goal. I, I don't know. 
I think the mm-hmm. keeper just maybe wasn't expecting him to hit it as, as early as he did. Um, but that's, you know, Glenavon were playing quite well, probably dominated the first half, but then we get a goal like that and you think, okay, it's we're about to go in half time here, it's 1-0, and then flip me. Within a minute, Glenavon go up and get the equaliser and you're back level, you know, so... It could all have been very different, I feel, if we'd have gone in 1-0 at half time, but Glenavon's second half came out and just, yeah, they were passing and moving, took their chances. Um, so that's what I mean. That's what I mean about game management, where I yeah. think that's one of the things that we need to work on, obviously, because you know once you go in front, that's hard. it's hard to get your nose in front in a game, mm. obviously, especially against the team, as you said, pushing for something. But once you do that, you need to then manage the next five, ten minutes of the game to try and ensure that you've got... And we, and we only had to manage one minute, maybe two, because it yeah. was literally on the blue. See, really, we should have been going in there one nil up at half time, and you know, and then you can do maybe Tippy can make a change there to be more defensive or whatever it is. But I think when you look at the Glenavon matches overall, I'm going to say it. You know, we say we're only as good as our last middle Sir Derby, and of course, they got that video sent to me numerous times that night too. But Listen, we beat them 10-8 in aggregate. So when you look back <laughs> over the four matches, we're not happy. But you have to be satisfied that we pumped them, what, 4-2 first game of the season. We pumped them 4-1 at Shamrock Park. You know, I think overall, it, it, did we think we were going to pump them twice this season, newly promoted? I don't think we were. I didn't think we were going to. So when you look back, and I suppose we'll do a review show at some stage, but um, I think when we look back, we'll be we'll feel okay. We've got we've had two good wins against Glenavon this season, but the mm-hmm. nature of the defeat the other night was pretty whimsical, you know. Um, yeah, but, but I'll say it with no, with nothing to play for, and when you're out of the Irish Cup and you're sitting in tenth place, I would feel hard to get mood. I'm I, I feel. It's more difficult to get motivated to watch it, so it's to, to turn up and play in those matches. You know, the manager will say the right thing that the players should be up for it, and the players will say we're up for it. But I think the mentality is, if we're all being honest, the season, the season was petering out at that stage. And Neil, we were saying there because there's now ten days between matches instead of three days. It sort of feels like it's trickling slowly towards the end. It is. It's it's a strange one because, like, even I know obviously they've integrated the Irish Cup into this, but like, I kind of don't understand the logic of some of it because even so, you've got the Irish Cup semi-finals next Tuesday, and then you have the, the final on the Friday night, but there's no there's no league games on the Saturday. It it doesn't make sense to me. It's a strange one. Like, why not? It, do you know what I mean? Like, why not just have those games on the Saturday anyway? So I, I don't. I don't get the logic of it, to be honest with you. It, it does feel like, you know, after playing so long, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, that suddenly well, we'll play 10 days ago and then suddenly we've got a game on Saturday and then we don't play for another 10 days after that. It's, it feels strange because, as I said, I was so used to you're playing twice a week. But it does it does feel like it's petering out of it. But we, we do have the opportunity on Saturday here because if we avoid defeat, but I want to win, obviously. Like we can't be caught by Carrick, or like we we secure tenth, and you don't want to be going into the last couple of games looking over your shoulder and thinking, "Flip, we could end up finishing eleventh." You don't want that because then after the highs of a few weeks ago, it would it would end the season on a massive low. 
So it's imperative we beat Carrick on Saturday. I, I won't accept I anything but a win. <laughs> I think I think we need to be careful what we say here, Neil, because as we know, yeah. Niall, Niall and Keelan Lochran like to watch this podcast before Portadown matches. So we just need to be careful. We don't hype it up too much. But uh, well, they're heavy favourites for the game, aren't they? That's what we have to say. Like they should, they oh, should be comfortable on the day. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. But do you know what I will say? There was they get knocked out of the cup on Tuesday night, so the mentality for them now is their season's over as well. So I think it'll be a, it'll be an end of season game. Who knows what'll happen? I'd love us to win, obviously, but um I would definitely love us to win, yeah. Now you know, I don't want to go back to Carrick beating us after we've kind of got that offer offer back earlier in the season there. So Yeah, there's also that element as Neil says, like, you know, psychologically you don't want to you never didn't nobody wanted to finish bottom, obviously, but second bottom in normal times would have left led you left you in a playoff, wouldn't it, for relegation? So, you know, psychologically, if you can finish above those two positions, um, you know, yeah. that compared to con- considering where we were and what we're up against, I think you, you put that down as a, a decent season and a decent building block then for, for next season. I think it's a psychological thing as much as anything now they're playing for. Yeah, yeah. Yep, no, I, I couldn't agree any more with these there like but I think if we got a win on Saturday here it would put us in good stead and um, because as you say it would 10th ten, place would be in the bank and it wouldn't get any nonsense from that up lot down the road it'd be like oh you're only in the premiership because there's no relegation all that garbage like so um it's imperative Porter down win on Saturday so but I, I think uh, we'll not look back anymore at the world um We'll, we'll look L- ahead. Hello, L- L- Neil, you had your big commentary debut for the Warren Point match. Talk us through that. Who were you with? <laughs> I, I got a last-minute call-up off the substitute bench, so I was with uh, the legendary Richard Clark. Nice. And uh, I had a lot of fun. Uh, I apologise to anyone that was watching that day that I may have sent to sleep. Um, but no, I'm I sure had, you I had, didn't. I'm sure you did well. I a, no, I, I have to say I had a great experience and I was really chuffed to have been asked to do it and um, it's just a pity we could beat. But yeah, it was great being with Richard and his knowledge of the game is, is second and none like. So. Has, uh, has your good friend Michael Clark given you the call up for any of these Irish Cup semi-finals or anything yet for Coke Bombs? <laughs> uh, not yet, not, not yet. But no, funny, I, I actually it was on the way down and I'd, I'd, I'd contacted him and was like, here, guess what? And he's like, what? And I was like, I'm doing comedy today. And he's like, oh, brilliant. No, blah, blah, blah. Like, and he, he was giving me tips. <laughs> you you two have gone all big time, haven't you? You're like, you're like Gary Neville and Jimmy Carragher have poured down. Yeah, big time. Big time in the uh, metropolis of poured down. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. 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 No, so, no, it was it was great crack. But unfortunately, uh, Port Down didn't get the win, but it was it was good fun all the same, and I appreciated the opportunity. Like, but look, as I said, um, we've looked at the past, we look at the future. Dave, there's a lot of work going on at the club at the minute, um, you know, regards the pitch and the social club and whatnot. So, can you update us with that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's no work going on with the pitch just yet, but I think basically, uh, you know, I, that's well. There, there's a lot of things to talk about, isn't there? First of all, um, I, I think. We should mention that George and Lee Bonus, George Tipton and Lee Bonus, have been over at Burnley on like a, a trial type of thing uh, in the last week, and I suppose that's just rewards for them being young lads and having a, a having a pretty good season. Um, so I hope those guys have got on well there. I haven't heard a whole lot about it, other than yeah, they've got on pretty well. So 
that's whatever. I mean, obviously Burnley are an English Premier League professional team, so just a chance to go over there and, and be involved and train. And I think they maybe played a match of some description. To be involved in that and get a chance to do that is a really good experience for those guys, regardless of what may or may not come of it. Um, and then obviously this week we've had, there's, there's a lot going on. You know, Tippy's got a new five-year deal, full-time deal. Um, I know there's a bit of a restructure at sort of academy level and the the older age group of the youth set up. Um, I think that's going to be announced in the next couple of weeks where um, there's going to be somebody over over that stuff, like a like an academy director type of thing. And that's probably then tied in with Tippy Tippy getting a five-year contract full-time as well. So there's there's a lot going on behind the scenes there probably that people don't get to see and we you know we only pick up snippets of it and hear little bits and pieces about it but I think the board of directors are to be commended really for um you know I think I was just hearing this week you know Cliftonville's manager like he's out of contract in the next Ooh. two weeks here so you know he's he's coming towards the end of the season not knowing what's happening whereas Tippy's coming to the end of the season knowing that with potential changes to the stadium, with the new youth structures, you know, he's got a good solid five years here. And I have no doubt that he will help to develop Portadown Football Club as a whole on and off the pitch to take us into the next five years. And I think it's just rewards for him. You know, he's he's living in a country that's not his own. Um, you know, his his wife's over here, his children are over here. So um, you know, he's been he's been a good servant to Portadown down the years. You know, not for I'm not talking about for years and years, but you know, as a player, he did well for us. And um, to me, he should have got the job whenever Ronnie McFall left. You know, the, instead of all the rest of the. You're, you're doing a Tarantino talk here. You know that. Yeah, but uh, but you know, I just think it's it's he should have been brought in at that stage. So for him now to be rewarded with a five year contract. And have the opportunity to really get his teeth stuck in to, to bring in Portadown forward and developing us as a club is brilliant. You know, I think other contracts, I think Tiernan Lynch got maybe got a one-year extension on his contract recently. And I really raised my eyes at that, thinking, mm-hmm. you know, what does that say to a manager? That says to a manager, mm, we're not sure you're doing a great job here, but you know, if you do okay this year, maybe you'll get another. So to say to a manager, you're doing well. We're happy with the progress. This is yours for the next five years. What are you going to do with it? Make make the best of it. And I'm excited by that. And I think it's it's just reward for him and his coaches and the Tipton family as well. You know, it probably gives a certain amount of security there. So, um, so well done, Matthew. And uh, we'll look forward to the next five years. Well, it, it shows two things, doesn't it? It shows stability and it shows ambition really doesn't it so it shows the shows the ambition of the club to 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 kick on and try and you know have have a, a strong future and not just not just look for the the here and now the quick wins try and you know yeah. try and get something that's going to be yeah. ambitious long term now we might not feel the return immediately but yeah. as long as there's a plan in place but that what that also does is it gives the club stability doesn't it and gives everyone around the club stability because they know who's who's leading it yeah, and with, with our players, you know, our players are far from peaking. 
you know, they're whatever, 19, 20, 21. So say three or four years time, they're coming into 24, 25 years old. You know, the same, the same people are working with those guys, bringing them forward and hopefully everything can peak on and off the pitch, you know. So I think Portadown fans need to be patient and in four or five years, we will see the success of exactly what you've said there, you know, um, stability and... I really look forward to that. And with that, you know, when the stadium money comes out here next year and hopefully pour it out and get a good cut of that and develop the stadium so that we are um, moving forward to where we need to be. I know I know, on the forum, a couple of people were gurning and asking questions. I was mostly Glenavon fans, to be honest, asking <laughs> asking why Tippy had got a, like a, a full-time contract. You know, but that, you know, running yeah, it's a, we're a part-time club with a full-time manager, and I know Matthew was basically working for Portadown full-time on a part-time wage, you know. Yeah. So Ronnie McFall was a full-time manager. Gary Hamilton's a full-time manager, of you know. So I'm sure there's there's. But it, you know, it's, it goes beyond that, doesn't it? Look at the league now. You know, look how many teams are full-time full-time players, um, full-time setups. That's why the standard of the, the entire league's up so high and it's such a difficult division to compete in now because you're competing against full-time players so you have to you have to at least show some intent to compete with that at some level otherwise you're going to be left behind and i think that's what the club have done by by showing that commitment yeah and I, th- I think in terms of by the time and by the time and effort that someone puts into a job you're almost proving yourself before you're given the full-time contract so if you're if you're a part-time manager but you're, you know, you spend half your day on the phone trying to talk to players, or you're, you know, you're you're doing extra training sessions for your your loanee players who are over from England, or you're doing this, that, and the other. It's it's absolutely well deserved, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah, and if it cultivates a pipeline of of strong talent coming through from the youth setup into the first team, then that's the that's the best re- result that you could hope for. Because look at the, you know, look at Lee Bonus leading the line for us. Luke Wilson captaining us. You know, boys like that, there's nothing gives you more pride or more um, enjoyment than seeing those sort of boys coming through the whole system and then yeah. leading the first time. And, you know, if we can get more of that coming through, and I'm no doubt that we will if Tippy's getting involved in that side of the side of the club as much as he possibly can, then, you know, that bodes well for the future and knowing that there's there's going to be a strong pipeline in place. Yeah, and even there's you know there's other players sort of coming through. You know they've been they've been dripped into the the last ten or fifteen minutes in the last few matches, like Zach Cowan yeah. and others. You know Osh- Oshin Comedy has been getting more of a run this season. All local lads, very young. You know, being patient and being given their opportunity when they come. So, um, it's exciting as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. One of the things that I loved during this week was. I saw the pictures on Portadown's Twitter um, of the Portadown youth team, only young kids, and Tippy was there taking a session. I thought that was class. Like, I really thought that was class. And even Potsy, who'd been on the show a while ago, even he said about it. He's like, here, I saw Tippy out coaching kids. He's like, that's amazing. And I was like, no, it, it is. They're really planning for the long term here. Like, So I was really impressed by that. Yeah. yeah, that's what you want to say. That's what I mean. You know, It means he can get more involved in the 
in the roots of the club and trying to, you know, and again, it's not a, it's not going to be, you're not going to feel the return of that immediately, but you're, what you're doing is you're planting seeds, aren't you? And you're going to feel that, you know, start to bloom in, in the coming years. And, you know, just seeing that this season is the best part of the season, I have to say, seeing not just Lee banging in the goals in the, in the top division, but seeing some of those young lads getting a run out in the, in, in the Irish League and get, you know, showing that, if they're good enough, they'll get a chance at this club. And that that's so encouraging for the next generation to know that, you know, stick with us, produce the goods, and you'll get an opportunity to go and play against the the, the, the big boys and, and get to show what you're capable of. Yeah, I think there's another side of it too, which is the whole community side of it, Chris, where, you know, if Matthew's around, pour it down a little bit more than usual, then if he's, if he's you know, going into a coffee shop or he's, popping in for lunch somewhere and he's having meetings here and there or if he has more of an opportunity to pop into a school here or there or a youth group or whatever it is it's just it's it's um with with shamrock park just being opened 20 saturday afternoons a year you know it bring it's bringing the club towards the community again and i know i know we do that in a lot of ways you know through the youth and through the ladies and other things that go on um, and I know there's links between the youth and Portadown YMCA, for example, which are really good. But I think if if Matthew now has the time and availability to be able to do that and to be seen around businesses in town and to be to be seen in different community groups and that, it, it, it all it can do is show positivity and maybe attract, which we're always trying to do is attract someone new to Shamrock Park or a family or. Um, you know, I think that all helps new sponsors. All of that is um, it can really only help. important. It can only help. And getting into the schools is going to be so important if he's able to do that and go and not just try and see if there's talent there for, for the youth setup, but attract more of the boys to come and actually support their local team and watch the matches. You know, and it, it can only be a good thing. Yeah. We talked enough no, about that, Nick. Yeah, more than enough. You've covered <laughs> every blade of grass there, you know. Yeah, no, listen, again, he's right on the money there. No, it's, again, I think Portadown are an upward trajectory here, like, and um, it can only benefit the club in the long run. Um, Stability, which is something, which which is a word that wasn't often thrown around at Portadown a few years ago, like, so it's actually good that there is a bit of stability now. But it's, you know, we've had patience this season, obviously, first season back, and there's no relegation. So you could almost say it's been easy to, you know, pressure's been off this season. Next season, they'll tell a tale. You know, we need to maintain that patience and we need to maintain, keep the heads really next season as well and believe in the believe in the project for want of a better phrase, really, don't we? We need to know that there's something happening and, and it'll come. It might not come immediately, but it'll come if we all believe in it and pull together in it. You know, So next season is going to be important that everybody's on the same page there, I think. Yeah, I'm already. I'm, I've already got two eyes on next season. I just think now, with a couple of games to go, I just want this season to be over. Let's get up to the caravan. Let's get up to the beach and enjoy ourselves for a month. But let's let's get the friendly started and let's get next season underway as soon as possible because it's it's going to really test us to see where we're at. You know, and um, well, it is, and the the bar's going to ri- rise again, isn't it? If you look at it, because not just the the full time teams who we all know, Limfield are going to go and strike like we're. We're fishing in a different pool to, to those sort of clubs, but they're full time. They're going to strengthen. But even in the the relegation group, you know, mm. Glenavon are going to. They've got Waterworth coming, haven't they? So you know that's going to be 
Well, that just shows you what you're up against. I think the fact that teams who aren't full-time are strengthening with players of that calibre, and it's going to be the same. There's talk of Warren Point wanting to, to heavily strengthen as well. So we really, you know, we're going to be we're going to be up against it. It's going to be, it's, that's why I say it's going to need patience again, and it's going to need um, that pipeline to, to start to produce as well. Yeah. Chris, was that a Daily Mirror exclusive there that Andy Waterworth is going to Glenavon? Is that the big? <laughs> is the big secret out of the bag? I think it was out of the bag this week, was it not? I think. It, I, I think heard it a while ago. I got told a while yeah. ago it was happening. I've heard a while ago, yeah, but I saw it printed somewhere, so I don't uh, think I'm betraying any confidences there. <laughs> no, I think I think it, I saw it in print this week for the first time as well. The big, the big Glenavon secret, you know. Here he is. I hear he doesn't really want to play for Glenavon. I hear he's told Gary he just wants to play 15 or 20 minutes here or there. So that'll do for me. All uh, right. Yeah. Well, imagine though, with some coup, you have to say, like, and it, it definitely sticks in the craw, doesn't it? The fact that they're getting players of that calibre because um, it's only going to strengthen them, really, isn't it? So let's, yes, hope, we, let's hope we've got some, some gems up our sleeve to unearth. Yeah, so basically, Burnley Football Club, if you're listening to this, you're not getting our players. I'll send us some years, yeah. Yeah, we'll take a couple of years. Neil? Neil? Yes? You're, you're looking very fashionable this evening, it has to be said. that That is probably... I haven't seen a shirt as baggy on you this season. They're usually we skin-tight ones. <laughs> yeah, so so this is... So all I'm seeing is Vinnie Arkins, like. <laughs> yeah, I wish it was as good as Vinnie Arkins. Yeah, I don't know how players back then played in these shirts. That's why they, they have muscles on their arms, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it was easy yeah. for grappling in the box, wasn't it? You know, <laughs> pull shirt, sneaky pulls of the shirt. Well, this is true. So this is actually a players edition shirt. So if my memory serves me correctly, my dad had actually sponsored me back in the day. If to get the replica shirts of, of this year, you had to sponsor the players' shirt, and my dad sponsored Raymond Byrne for the season. Yeah. But is that his? it's even got Smirnoff and on it. Yeah, well, well, there's a story to this. So I remember my dad sponsored Raymond Byrne, but ended up getting David Irwin's shirt. So this has got the number <laughs> in the back. Shit. What a player he was, by the way. David Irwin, what a player. Cracker. Yeah, I know. Quarter down boy. Grew up playing playing with Dave and the BB, I never got to yeah. take a free. I, n- I never got to take a shot a free kick or a corner yet because his dad was the manager of the BB team. So it was always like, let our David take that. Let our David uh, take that. I remember, I remember watching him playing for the BB. You're probably playing too, Dave. But apologies, he didn't stand out in my mind. I wouldn't have no. I, I remember that's because he was on the bench. Hundred percent, hundred percent. That's where I love playing. He did. So, he did so well, didn't he, when he got into the first yeah. team? Boys like that and Philip Craig. Do you remember Philip Craig playing mm-hmm. great? Great at the back for us as well. It's so good. As we said earlier, it's so good to see boys like that getting a chance. Hey, I remember Dee telling me that um, Ronnie Ronnie McFall brought him into the office one day and gave him an absolute bollocking. And I was like, well, I thought you are doing pretty well. He says, I mustn't be trying hard enough. I hadn't got booked all season. <laughs> there you go. He wasn't that type of player, was he? No, definitely not. He was just a finisher. Yeah, yes. too So whenever I was in first year at school, he actually was a teacher at my school mm-hmm. for one year, but I remember, like, I, I, I remember going back home and being like, "Dad, 
the poor down player, David Irwin, like he's a teacher at my school. I'm like, no, he's not. And I say, no, actually, it's David Irwin. It's him. Sort of like, sort of like, now it's starstruck. This That's like when I was in, in, the, in Belfast there a few weeks ago, or it must have been a few months ago now, when shops were open. But, you know, there's a spec savers at, at um, Victoria Square. I was walking past there and then did a double take. Conan McGrandless was serving, checking somebody's eyes out. And I was like, there's Kuno. Very good. I didn't know he was a, an optician at all, but just shows you. Very good. Didn't know that either. Um, why we why we are why we are talking about strikers? I suppose we uh, we got word this week that Lee Bonus have been nominated for the young the football writers young player of the year, um, which is a very honourable nomination for him. Uh, which is brilliant. Like you know, and um, it just I think it shows that he's. He hasn't just taken the eye of Portadown supporters. He's probably taken the eye of most supporters and managers and other players in the league this season because I suppose to their mind, he's come from nowhere to scoring 13 goals in his first season in the top flight. So uh, congratulations to Lee and well-deserved in that nomination. Deserved, yeah? Fully deserved, doesn't it? You know, he's... he's it has the Burnley recognition as well, getting the chance to go over there and show what you can do, whatever comes of that. It's still a, a great honour for him to go and do it. But, you know, he's he's hit a groove now, hasn't he? He's sort of, he's hit a groove. He's, you, you know, you know he's going to be pretty close to scoring a goal for you in each game. And, and also, is, as we knew anyway, having watched him since he joined the team, like his commitment, you know, I love nothing more than seeing him flying in. And remember, a lot of reputations he's trodden on this season, hasn't he? You know, and he's and he's piled up to to some of those big clubs, and and that's exactly what you should be doing because he he's he's earned the right to be in this league and play at this level, and he's proven himself to be more than capable of playing at this level. And I think it's only the start of something great for him. At, you know, playing in the Irish League and thirteen goals is great, but I think there's so much more in him as well, and I think he'll probably yeah. know that and he. he have even his confidence will be even higher coming into next season as well, which would be good. I think when you look at, I think my favourite goal was the recent one. Obviously, it was in the, it was in injury time against Larne at home. Sorry, Larne, the Christmas champions at home. And that's why they offered. That's why they've offered Tatum a contract extension because they won the league at Christmas. Come on, Dave. <laughs> oh, that just just rewards. But you know. <laughs> I think for his goal, you know, you had two. You had Sule and Randall there, and he got in between them. He, he bullied Sule. He got in. Randall made the mistake. He took the ball off him and stuck it in the corner. And I, I, I just, I loved that because that just, that's everything about him. He just, he, he's, he just loves it, doesn't he? He loves you commentated it. that, didn't you? Was it you commentating that? Oh, I, I haven't the was, was horribly dramatic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I had to get excited for that one. Good. Yeah. I didn't stand up, though. I was like... <laughs> yeah, he's. Um... You're, talk, you're talking there about incentives. Uh, you know, obviously, like Lee's obviously got recognition. You know, Burnley are sniffing around him or whatnot. You know, he's he's going to want to make his mark here between now and the end of the season. You know, because he is up for that award and his incentives are that basically if he doesn't score, I'm on the blower to him, being like, "Yo, and even fantasy points here, Lee. Come on." <laughs> I'd love, I'd love to. I'd love to see him getting at least another two goals to take him to that fifteen. I think that would be. Here, have you given Jacob Carney his 50 quid yet, Neil? Not yet, no. That's <laughs> I have seen him. I'm not letting... Well, have you never heard of PayPal? <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask him for his bank details, sure. That's okay. <laughs> you have to worry about him a word. 
It'll happen. You're, you're, there's no way you're squirming out of that, like. <laughs> Here, listen, it was it's probably the best. Well, bar the Lauren game now, it's probably the best result of the season. Like, so it was worth yeah. it. <laughs> well, here, listen, um, I don't really think, well, I, I think we've pretty much covered everything, haven't we? I would say so, yeah. I think so. And uh, as I said, we've only got one game to look forward to this week, and then it's another what feels like a sabbatical for like a week or so before we'll be back again. So, fingers crossed for three points on Saturday against Carrick Rangers here in the battle for 10th place. Before we go, uh, I will say don't forget to like and subscribe to the We Are Ports TV YouTube channel and Spotify. And Chris, thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, and I would like to think you'll be back on the show next season. And there'll be, there'll be four more shows because we're going to have it all season. Well, if I haven't been cut off by then, that is like so. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, lads, again. Much appreciated. It's good crack. Very welcome. And Dave, thank you as always. My pleasure, mate. Thank you for hosting and uh, all of that, Muller. I'm producing yet another lovely Porta Down top. Great to see. No, that's, the, that's, the, that's the real reason you're on here. You know that's because we knew that's you could produce a different. Yeah, we, we knew you could produce a different Porta Down top every week, like. Well, I've been true to my word so far this season. I have done that, but I'm not. I can't take all the credit here. I have to give my dad, Davy Campbell, credit because. A lot of them are his shirts because I like. I mean, I can't even fit into it now. And I'm 33, so I don't think I could fit into it back when I was 12, 11 when this shirt we were in this. Neil, so. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you and Chris and all of our listeners a little snippet of information. If you've listened to this right to the end, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm pretty sure the Porter Down Away top is gonna be yellow next season. Yes. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. We'll be there to model it, you know, when it comes out, won't we, Dave? No chance. We have pushed this from day one. This is happening. I will not let this go. (laughs) Right. Good to see you, lads. Thanks, Thank you.